Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Are Loved in Christ. This is Tijuana L. Kanders. Last name is Spanish, Kanderas. Today, I would like to share with you with a video by Mr. John Jorgensen. He is a gentleman in Christ who shares inspirational videos via YouTube. This video is titled, You Are Awesome. And it has encouraged me as a youth and young adult growing up, and even as an adult woman today, for me and my colleagues are not alike at Mid-America Christian University and also at Walden University. I also played this video many a times on Twitter and social media since 2012 to encourage my followers. This is for all women and girls growing up. He also has videos for men. Look him up, a Mr. John Georgeson. Here's the video titled, You Are Awesome. Listen in and enjoy. Who you are, and any voices in your mind that try and 
Italy are from the enemy. And the next time you hear dreams, this is what you say. You say, nah, not me, Satan. I am a daughter of the living God, cherished, loved, and adored above all things by the creator of all things for the glory of him who is greater than all things. I am awesome. Please, don't you forget it. That is correct. Do, don't ever forget who you are in Christ. You are a special person. You are capable. You are gorgeous. You have the ability to go higher in great God assignments that God will give to you. There will be people that will say you can't, but God will put the words can in your spirit and remove the words can't out of your vocabulary. And you will begin to walk out what God has for you because you can do all things to de- through Jesus Christ who strengthens you. For greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. God is within you. You shall not fail. And if you commit your way unto the Lord and trust also in him, he shall bring it to pass. We are all beautiful in our own right. And I have a, I have a saying that I, a statement that I make on Twitter often for many of years. The Twitter handle, and this is not about a Twitter handle. I haven't been on that page in a couple years in preparation for other things. It's called at Yalik, Y-A-L-I-C underscore. It used to be called Yalik Unity, Unity Movement. We now deal with the spiritual formation. So it is at Yalik, Y-A-L-I-C underscore. And the statement that I would make is, and I still do make this statement, be you because there will never be another you like you, never. When God tells you who you are, don't deter. When people envy or are jealous, don't deter. When God tells you to say that you have the victory in Christ, and in him complete victory, don't deter. The word of God states to hold our hands into the plow. Do not look to the right or to the left. To keep going forward. The word of God does not tell us to look back. All of those words of affirmation in that video are beautiful. And we should say those things and receive those things within our souls and our spirits every day as women. We don't have to jump through loops and hoops through life or hurdles because of another person, place, or thing. It doesn't matter of the words of of negativity. What matters is are the words of exhortation. You are who God says you are. I am who God says I am. And at the end of the day, as Mother Teresa of Calcutta would say, 
You see, in the end, it was never between, it was between me and God, you and God. It was never between me or you and them anyway. That poem, anyway, by Mother Teresa of Calcutta, some will call, will accuse you of, of ulterior motives. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have. And sometimes it may never be enough. As she stated, do good anyway. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, I'm going to read that poem to you right now. Because we as women have to understand, and as men, some will put on a facade, a smoke screen, and make you think, oh, I want to see you make it. But when you really start to make it, not as an amateur and coming up, and in different stages of life, they will take that weakness and try to yank you with your weakness. And try to make it seem as though you're not going to be able to accomplish anything that God has set out for you as a person to accomplish. But instead, but instead, they will turn around and make you feel as though you are less than what they are and you are not. You are not. You are who God says you are. It doesn't matter what they say, how they say it, how they try to make you feel. None of that matters. What matters is, is what does the word of God say? Well, how does God feel? How does God view everything that is taking place in your life? It says people are often unreasonable and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish motives. Be kind anyway. If you are honest, people may cheat you. Be honest anyway. The first one actually said forgive anyway. I'm going to reread it over. It's all right. Because I like to show people I'm not perfect. I don't want to put it up on my, on my social media page or somewhere else. And then claim I'm not perfect, but want to treat someone else or mimic them or try to copy them all day long to make it seem like I'm perfect. The poem anyway, I'm going to read it. People are often unreasonable and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish motives. Be kind anyway. If you are honest, people may cheat you. Be honest anyway. If you find happiness, people may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today may be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have and it may never be enough. Give your best anyway. For you see in the end, it is between you and God. And it was never between you and them anyway. Mother Teresa of Calcutta.
Some people may be all of those things. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And that means forgive anyway, love anyway, be kind anyway, be honest anyway. Because you see, in the end, it was never between me and them. It was between me. It was always between me and God. It was never, ever between me and them anyway. I won't be sidetracked. Don't you ladies be sidetracked. Everything that God has ever told you to do, I'm a living witness that he brings it to pass. Miracle after miracle after miracle, no matter what the circumstance looks like. God has got your back and he's got mine. And you are worthy to be called beautiful, lovely, a rose, a diamond, beautiful dresses, clothes, everything that you need from the Lord. God takes care of those, even the sparrow. And no woman or man is allowed to tell anyone that they're nothing. They're nobody. Or to come every day and try to rip their whole world apart with vicious, verbal, abusive words. Or to provoke them to the point to where they're speaking not even out of themselves any longer. And that is when we need to take into consideration what John Georgeson has spoken. And Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Most importantly, what the God, word of God says about our lives. A wise teacher once told me, instructor, he's a bishop now today. If someone speaks to me negative and someone later speaks to me positive, the word of God states we know them by the fruit that they bear. He said, Sister Tina, that's my nickname. You can call me Sister Tijuana now or Miss Candors, whatever you like, but you all are loved in Christ. Nickname or first name or last name. But if they speak positive and it's lined up with the word of God, you know it's from God. It's fruit from the Lord. This is not a game. Christianity and ministry are from the heart of God for mankind to flourish. He's concerned about the heart of the church and the heart of the people and our Christ-likeness.
He wants each of us to love appropriately and cut out the manipulative brain games and the manipulative, let's put it this way, mind games. If you're not on board, God won't keep you. Trust me, your ab- the, the opposition, if they're not on board, God won't keep them in the boat. And he definitely won't allow them to swim upright with the sharks. They will find themselves disintegrating. God is not playing at this point. These are the end times and he wants us all to know that we're loved. We all have to be exhorted in our spirits and walk beside one another. We don't compete. Ministries don't compete. Who does that in Christ? Once someone said to me not too long ago, I wonder why they don't take to me too well. And they said, because I was their competition. They're a Christian ministry. That is what was said. I was constantly told they're better than me. Because I don't have money for a studio or producer or I never really realized that it was all about that because I was so happy doing the will of God, of Christ. That is why people don't see pictures over all with me all over the web. They see materials. They see one picture. Maybe one or two, but only one really. There are no, there's no, there are no such things as I ever thought I was competing. I never looked at anyone's lane. And for several years on Twitter, three years, people, I had up an egg on Twitter. Twitter used to have the eggs up and then you put your picture up. I was an egg. People enjoyed my ministry and they still do. And I was often asked via DM, was I a male. When I introduced who I was and they saw my picture, I received all types of DMs in Twitter because they said that my spoken voice was so strong. My written voice, they didn't know. I had not yet started speaking on podcasts in 2012. I've spoken to pastors on the phone and they've also DM me. I've been invited to speak in South Africa, the UK and different other places. I could not go because I had younger children and I was pregnant with a younger one. They started inviting me. She's now eight. That was in 2014 when I got pregnant and I had her. There's a season and time for everything. And when people approach all of you women with nonsense, I want to say you're nothing, you're their competition. Because they had their moment and for some reason they had such oppression and they, some of them even, one of them teaches on bullying, but was still bully. So when she saw my turn coming, she wanted to rip me apart.
You, we, we women deal with that all the time with other jealous women. Hold your head strong. Know who you are in God. What does the word of God say about you? How does God feel? What does he have to say? God is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't say, he does give certain portions and does state that the Holy Spirit gives gifts to whom he will give the gifts. It does state that. But we are not supposed to beat a person up or speak down to them because you feel like you, because a person feels like they have it. I mean, I was shocked that was said to me and about me. I'm their competition. That hurt me so bad. And the comment before that was, the comment before that was, oh, we tried to take it. They were trying to take my trademark. The very ones that claimed they didn't mean to lie and say they were marketing or soliciting my work. Admits that they were trying to take the trademark. Oh, and that I'm their competition. Well, God says, no, I am your sister in Christ. We are all honored in the eyes of God. And we are supposed to walk together beside one another in the eyes of God. And see each other through the eyes of God and be the hands and the eyes and the feet of Jesus for each other. That is what my belief is. Now I'm going to read the poem of St. Francis of Assisi. I've read it before on another podcast. Let me go ahead and look at my recording real quick. So, still doing very well there. Let me read the poem of St. Francis of Assisi. which is a favorite one of mine. It's called the Peace Prayer by St. Francis of Assisi. Or as Father Haggerty would say, St. Francis of Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument. St. Francis of Assisi or Assisi. It's, it's pronounced both ways. I've heard it pronounced both. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me so love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is error, the truth. Where there is doubt, the faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled. I want to be consoled, but what God is stating is, don't be so selfish. Try to be selfless. And that's where women can become stronger together. You have some women, I'm, I'm, I have to take it there, people, and then I will finish the podcast. I will finish reading this poem. Who will look their best friend in the face, know that she's married and sleep with her husband or fiance. Shake her hand and sleep with them in 
her face. Get pregnant, get rid of the baby. Then turn around and claim she didn't know what was going on. Now, that doesn't pertain to me. I'm just giving an example. You have some, like with the comment made to me. There, I'm their competition. When a deep down in my heart, I really wanted the very person that spoke that out of their mouth to connect the right way as a woman of God. I wanted them to do for me as I would do for them. The word of God states that's the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It was so, so, I've never heard of a comment like that before about ministry. I didn't really realize ministry was on the level of secular world at this point. And instead, I was told this. And if it were me and a group or a man or a woman came to me, spoke to me and said, let's treat this person like this because, oh, her podcast is growing and their life is growing. Let's kill Christ in them. Take their trademarks, take their podcasts. How degrading to Christ, not to me, to God himself. How degrading to Christ and to God himself. Now, I really didn't want to drag all that in there, but I've already put up on my podcast of the plagiarism and the copyright stealing, but that really bothered me. Because this certain person, she portrays herself on Twitter and on Facebook with her blue check mark. That she's for women empowerment, helping others. And I really don't see it. She tries to sabotage me, guys. You just you really don't know every day. Every single day she does it. She singled my life out. And I'm really not going to mention a name on my podcast. That's so childish. But I must give a testimony of who I am and what I'm because every one of us have high points in our lives uh, and greatness within us. And we all are in need of prayer and in connection of one another and to love one another unconditionally, giving exhortation selflessly every day. Now back to the poem. Oh, divine master, grant, let me reread it over, the peace Prayer by St. Francis of Assisi, Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me so love. 
where there's injury, pardon, where there's error, the truth, where there's doubt, the faith, where there's despair, hope, where there's darkness, light, and where there is sadness, joy. Oh, divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. And my words for that, to be selfish as to be selfless, to be understood as to understand. That's St. Francis of Sissy's knowledge there, spoken words there. But in there I will put, I want both. Everyone I ever connect with in every relationship, I want all, everyone, every one of us to be understood and to understand each other. St. Francis of Assisi goes on to say, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving, St. Francis of Assisi or Assisi says, that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it, yes. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. So how can a person be pardoned? And if anyone knows this answer, send me a message on the podcast. I'll have my information via email or text by phone number because I would really like to know. How can a person pardon and yet carry a spirit of wanting to keep people in bondage that they feel is their competition. Why would they feel like that? This is not the, this is not entertainment. This is the gospel. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not a game. I'm a soul winner. It's not a game. Keep the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi close to heart. The, the poem and prayers I would like to say it is of St. Teresa of Calcutta, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Let me correct that again. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. I know that some people want to be politically correct. Then others realize we're human. Also, keep the poem, the spoken poem by John Georgenson. Close to heart. Most importantly, stay in the word of God and keep the word of God close to heart. We all have our own parishes that we attend. And it is okay as my cathedral teaches me to visit a church at St. Patrick's Cathedral here in New York City to visit a um, to visit on family and friends day. Why we're supposed to hold our post. 
We're supposed to hold our post. Our teachings, our catechism, our principles, all of all of the, the Bible holding the Ten Commandments, holding each other accountable, accountable, all of that. I would like to say to those who have thought you are loved in Christ, it's their competition. I've never viewed it that way with them. I never was. I, I learned one thing in authoring growing up by Angie, Angie Turpy and Dr. Christian Pairing and at writers conferences. And I'll share that that very small nugget right now. What makes a great, authentic publisher and author is we don't read someone else's work of similarity until our work is complete unless we're looking at scholarly content. Which means I hold the same motto and mindful thinking When it comes to dealing with people and Christianity and other types of religions and work that we put forth, because we're all in this together. Mother Teresa, Gandhi, St. Francis of Assisi, Dr. Billy Graham, the Grams, period, and let's name another one, Joyce Meyer, all of us, all of them. There are now other Gandhis that have followed. There are other people also following, are following in the shoes of St. Saint, Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta. We're all in this together. And I didn't see any one of them making comments to each other through the through readings or through their their movies or documentaries documentaries that they ever looked over Gandhi ever looked over at Dr. Billy Graham or Dr. Billy Graham ever looked over at Joyce Myers or Mother Teresa ever looked over at Joyce Meyer either and said Hmm, they're in my competition. They were in their own lane, minding their own business. Because that's the only way that God can allow us to soak up their fruits and grow. He has to be with us, teaching us. God has taught me everything I know. Or he's linked me with the right people to teach me. He's not going to add sorrow to what he gives me or you. He's not going to add sorrow to that. And yes, my voice sounds different if it's low or high. And for those that know preaching and teaching real well, they know that when a preacher teaches, his voice is different, but when he preaches, it's different.
you are loved in Christ.